Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Every so often, we all need a little encouragement, some words to capture our mind, engage our heart, and enliven our spirit. And that's my intention with this podcast. It's an opportunity for you to take a few minutes out of your busy day and listen to what I hope is thought-provoking and empowering content. Each week, my guests and I share stories, challenges, and vulnerabilities, as well as tips and insights on a whole range of topics all with the aim of helping us to live in a more soulful, authentic and integrated way. So thank you for tuning in. Let's jump into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Thank you for tuning in. This week I'm joined by Susan Maxwell. Susan is such an interesting person with many strings to her bow. I think she's a great example of someone who is managing what today is known as a portfolio career, combining interests in different areas. And for Susan, that includes the travel industry, well-being, and even writing. In the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic, like many people and businesses, she had to pivot. And just over a year ago, she launched a new business. But we'll get into all of that. Susan, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining me this week. Hi, James. How are you? Delighted to join you. I'm so looking forward to this chat, Susan, because I think the two of us can, can, could talk for Ireland. Yes. <laughs> As I said there, you're someone with several irons, irons in the fire, not least of which, of course, is your new business, which we'll chat about uh, in a bit. Um, yeah. But first, let's go, let's go back. Maybe tell me a bit about your story, your career path to date, because I know for, for people listening in, we're always curious as to people's journeys. Yeah, well, James, what I did when I left school, uh, I watched my sister uh, start her career with Joe Walsh Tours. She worked as a rep abroad and uh, we used to travel across to see her. She was working away for five years. So I knew really straight away that I wanted to work in the industry, but I didn't want to work abroad. So I started out in the travel business, uh, raw, was trained up and worked my way through in various companies, uh, got great training with American Express Travel, right. moved on into other agencies as well. And then I also, for a short while, worked with my sister. We set up Maxwell's Travel, uh, my sister's business. But I just decided really I wanted to move out on my own and do something different but also keep the travel uh, connection. I set up a travel recruitment company called Maxwell Recruitment. I knew nothing about the recruitment business, but I just knew I did interview staff during my time in, in agencies, so I knew what I was looking for. And having worked in the industry, I knew what the clients were looking for. I made contact with all the companies and it took off from there. So I had that for 12 years and it was a small but very successful little business. And, and when you think of that, Susan, like that's no mean achievement, you know, like <laughs> to run a business for 12 years successfully. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, my mother at the time was devastated. She said, what are you doing? Whereas my father was completely different. He said, oh, that's fantastic. They were very different mindsets. And go for it, go for it. You know, so yeah, it was a big thing. I had to commit myself to an office and all that sort of thing. But I really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed meeting people. And inevitably, a lot of the people that came in to visit me for interview, I knew them. Right. And I I knew their, their, their uh, managers as well, which was a little difficult because everything had to be extremely 
confidential. And, uh, you know, it came to the time that I had been thinking for a long time about uh, uh, studying. Mm-hmm. And during the time when I had the agency, I did a counselling and psychotherapy uh, training uh, at weekends. So that was quite busy. I just had a great interest in the area mm-hmm. and did a, a mediator training. So they were just, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a constant learner. So they were just interests I had and that was good. And but you pursued I, them. Yeah. And yeah. Um, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's a real, how would I say, it? you know, you have that entrepreneurial spirit um, and, uh, and the value of learning. And I can relate to that, certainly, Susan. Yeah. Yeah, I really love learning. Mm. But I decided to go for an interview across in St. Patrick's College, which is now St. Pat's DCU. Yes. Mm. And uh, yeah, I got accepted on the BA. I did a BA in Humanities, uh, studying human development and English. And I spent three years there. I mean, it was real contrast going back to being, a st- I closed the agency yeah. full time in, in university. And I, uh, it was a huge transition going from a career, you know, businesswoman to a student, but uh, I love young people. I love all people, but I get on very well with the younger age group as well. So it, it actually worked very well, really Great. worked well. And I went on to Trinity College for a year and I studied psychoanalytic studies then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the, um, again, I, I take my hat off to you as someone at the minute who was just going back to being a mature student myself oh. um, in, in DCU doing an MA in creative writing. Oh, and, um, yeah. And it, it's it's funny because maybe a bit like yourself, you know, I'm, I'm a, there, there is the trepidation of going back because I'm a mature student. Yes. But then on the other hand, you know, I know I'll bring a lot of life experience uh, to it and 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 maybe a maturity that wasn't there. Um, you know, 30 years ago, as it were. I don't know, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Well, I would recommend it to anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so so that, that was that. And, uh, you know, I always kept in touch and kept my hand in the travel industry, though. It's just something that never leaves you. Anyone who works in this industry will, will, will know what I'm talking about. Uh, but when lockdown came, I maybe a year or two before that, I knew I wanted to get into another business for myself. Uh, But it had to be travel connected or in some way, you know, connected with the the travel business. So also decided, I sat down, I went through so much, I decided I wanted to have an online business. I didn't want to go back to renting an office, Mm -hmm. paying huge rent, etc. I wanted something that I used to say to people, that I would go to bed at night and wake up in the morning and look at all my sales in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Easy, but you know, it's not that easy, but that was the kind, I wanted the online concept. Right. Yeah. So I can't honestly say being honest, like that my passion was to have a fragrance business, Mm -hmm. but I do have a passion for fragrance and especially candles. And I was, Oh my God, the money that I spent on candles over the years. And I also was very, I noticed a lot of uh, products that were very toxic. And I mean, I actually used to blow out candles, James, in some places that I used to go. I remember being in a hotel one time and I had to go out and blow out the candle in the the corridor because it was so sick. 
yeah, yeah. and then some of them are, are you, you sort of see like black smoke coming from them almost. You know, so I wanted something that was going to be very natural and something that I would really like myself to, and I would go to great trouble to get the right scent. But that's where the candle thing, you know, idea came in. I said, well, maybe, maybe I can just go out there and compete with these. I mean, there's a lot of big companies out there yeah. that I highly recommend as well. And I was buying their candles and I think they're beautiful. But I wanted something that was going to be on a par and uh, if not better. Yeah, and unique. That brings us front and centre into, we better tell the listeners what the business is, Susan. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so that they can go and find out more. Yes, uh, my business is called Ruby Sue Collection and it's fragrance, it's candles, uh, fragrance diffusers and wax melts and a couple of other uh, new products I brought in recently. And the website is rubysue.ie. It's quite simple, rubysue.ie. Yeah, uh, the name even itself, I wanted to bring in my own name, yeah. but I want Patchy. I don't have any connection with Ruby or... <laughs> it know, wasn't a nickname or anything. No, 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 no. But it, I definitely wanted the Sue or the Susan in it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, for listeners cho- tuning in, by all means, go into um, rubysue.ie. They can find out more as well on social media platforms. I know certainly you're on um, Instagram. That's probably the main one, Susan, is it? It is the main one. I put up all the competitions on that and I put up all the offers and uh, Facebook. I do have the Facebook. Also, actually, recently on LinkedIn, because mm-hmm. that just to bring you on to what's recently developed out of my businesses, I do a lot of corporate gifting. So I've had a number of corporate clients order from me to maybe pop out a nice gift box to one of their staff or, you know, they might give them out at functions, prize giving so that's been a development that i hadn't actually expected yeah it's one you wouldn't necessarily think of you might just think of say someone going in and and buying a a candle or a diffuser for their own home but the corporate gifting side of things i I could see where that would work really well because i know and even if we think about now in the run-up to christmas if i dare mention that word um, i know we start thinking of gifts and i know i'm someone who 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 loves to receive candles i think i'm like yourself and the mantelpiece is probably full of them but but take us through because i i do know um i do know your offering is fairly unique in this area because of the even the names and the combinations of scents that you have i i think makes it makes them stand out from the crowd talk us through because i think even the names of them are fantastic well i just decided i wanted to have a travel connection with them Mm. and i chose four I have four candles in the collection at the moment uh, so I chose four places that meant a lot to me you know one of them being say for example Le French sur Mer and I thought well that sounds quite quite nice and it's a place I love and I'll get some sort of um, you know sense that would associate be associated with that 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 area yeah then, you know, Spanish. I love anything Spanish. Absolutely love Spain. So I chose two names there for, you know, Port de Solaire and Frigliana, which is in Andalusia. Mm-hmm. Then the most recent one is Amore Portofino. I mean, what else? Yes. <laughs> oh, a fabulous place uh, in Italy. So, um, yeah, you know, and, and that connection, the, their location-inspired, travel-themed candles. It's it's amazing how things sort of come together. Your love of travel and, um, you, you know, seeking an opportunity to run an online business, 
your own interest in in well-being or fragrance as well and it, it sort of came together in in yeah. is aligned together of all of those places you mentioned though Susan the only one I think I've ever been to is Villefranche Samir oh yeah that's the only one I've been to and and I remember like the big arc of the bay and and the time yeah. I'm going back 20 odd years now but mm-hmm. I remember two things about the place <laughs> one oh. there seemed to be a big warship in in the bay I presume a big French warship or something just seemed to be anchored there which sort of spoiled the view of photographs I felt <laughs> and then the other one was I remember trying to find a bathroom um, I think I'd arrived on the train and I said I need to go to the loo and I remember walking up and down trying to find a bathroom it's yeah. funny what you associate with places <laughs> Well, yeah, you're you're right there. I mean, the whole thing, though, coming together with, you know, talking location inspired and just I never really realized, I mean, for anyone maybe thinking of starting their own business, how much is involved really in, you know, before I opened a business and it was a service. This business now was selling a product and, you know, even down to designing labels. I mean, I am the label person i'm the packer i'm the you know there's a lot involved in pulling the whole thing together yes and you know starting out on such a budget uh it wasn't easy but it has come together now and at least it's you know going going well enough and this is a quiet time summertime is quiet time but i you know setting up a new business for me it just was it was always going to be the case. I knew I'd, I I would want to go back and own my own business. But it is something which is great that I can combine with my other, uh, as you say, uh, call it a portfolio career, you know, still keeping my hand in the travel industry and maybe doing ad hoc work here and there. Yeah, it's not like uh, it's pursuing the different interests that we have. So sometimes yeah. I use the analogy there of, and, and I think, as we, we had said off air, it requires a little bit of experience or maturity to know what our values are, what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy. So it's it's a little bit like a, like a cocktail, a little bit more of this, please, and a little bit less of that. Um, and the end result is something that 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 is fulfilling and rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, but enjoying it at the same—it's very important to be happy at what you're doing. I mean, if you're going to be miserable in your work, it's going to come across to clients, and because you know, so it's really important to be happy. Yes, yes, I think that's true across the board, but particularly when when it's your own your yeah. own product, um, because I think the you know the energy or the the feel good that goes into that, I think people can pick up on it. It's something that's often for me a distinguishing factor with, like, say, small. Irish-owned businesses where where the people running it, you know, the business is their baby and it's so precious to them. It's yeah. so nice to be able to to support people in their in their own passions. You know, sometimes I use the phrase of, you know, turning a passion into a profession, as it were, you know, as as opposed to something that's more faceless or or generic. Um, yeah. and um that's that that forms my decision as to you know where i spend some money or where i where i get different gifts tell me susan what is it that you enjoy most about because i know like me as a business owner as well it's like if something has to be posted i have to go to the post office you know so it's (laughs) we have to do everything but what is it that you most enjoy about running the ruby sue collection I mean, I, I I love I love the uh, the feedback from people. I love 
the gift very special. You know, each gift is sent out. De- I mean, you hear this sent with love. It is yeah. sent. And if somebody wants to send a hundred, I, I, I do handwritten cards with, with the gift boxes. Mm-hmm. So sitting there. Now, some people give me nearly a storybook to write on the card, but it doesn't matter. So, you know, we, we write away. So I love doing that. But it's just the whole achievement. Uh, you know, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I yeah. never have, say, trying something, making a mistake and, and, and falling apart. Just get back up and try it again. That's the way I feel. That's, you know, I think you mentioned at the start there, or maybe you didn't, I'm a risk taker. Right. You know, I don't have really fear of failure. I just look on it as a, a learning curve. That's often something that fear of failure, I think, is a, is, yeah. is a block for so many people in just giving something a go. Yeah. Um, and almost thinking like, well, what's the worst that can happen? Um, I think the challenge sometimes with, with fear of failure is that we, we somehow weld our self-esteem to it. You know, so if something doesn't work out, well, then I'm suddenly less than, you know, as I was before. Um, but of course, that when you look at it rationally is not really the case at all. It's like you say, well, I can learn something. You know, yeah. I can, I can, I can adjust. I can make different decisions. I can try something else. It's like being turned away from something that maybe was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. You know, I remember when I was very young, I wanted to uh, be an air hostess, and I remember going at the time. It was so uh, fantastic to work with a particular airline, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out for me at that time. But I went again for the interview. Not many people in the in the trade actually know this. I went again for the. Interviews for ground staff mm-hmm. and I left it in, but actually, it was my shortest career. I mean, I have my photograph in my uniform, but, <laughs> but I'm actually delighted to make the you know to get the get the, get the the offer. Yeah, I think it's interesting that because sometimes, what's the phrase I came across recently? It's like it's it's difficult to go back. It's like if something was a goal or an objective twenty odd years ago, and. And you sort of go back to it or you cross paths with it again. We tend to forget that we have changed in that interim period. You know, our own experiences and life experiences have broadened. And, yes. um, and therefore, what lights us up or, or, or where we feel most fulfilled could be different. It's, it's almost like, you know, I remember, and this, I don't know why this has popped into my head, but I remember years ago working with a guy. And um, he was a man in his 40s, let's say, and he had applied for the priesthood uh, 20 odd years beforehand, um, but wasn't accepted to it. Now, I didn't ask why, but he wasn't accepted to it. And as a family man now in his 40s or whatever, um, what he realised, though, was that priesthood was his way of of labelling spirituality in his life. But he felt now that that was an area that he wanted to devote more time to, just the spirituality in his life. But his only reference for it was priesthood, which was which was something that he had had looked into before. You know, um, it's 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 bizarre where I often think values are things that are important to us, Susan. We'll always bubble to the top. You know, like yeah. we're looking for a way of of yeah. um, of satisfying them, and with life experience behind us, we can find maybe more nuanced ways of finding them. Yeah. So with, with that, I mean, you've, you, you're a great example of the entrepreneurial spirit in the, in the noblest sense of the word. So for people out there, Susan, who maybe have an idea for a business, they have a passion, they'd, 
they'd love to put a bit of energy into, you know, they've, they've something that they want to try, you know, as someone who has built a few businesses in their career, uh, what advice would you pass on to them? Well, first of all, Jane, surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm. So, you know, avoid, uh, don't let anyone talk you out of your vision because yeah. I had that on occasion and I just went tunnel vision myself, mm. you know, motivational people. My father always encouraged me to go for anything, try out something new. You know, it was almost like, you know, nothing was impossible. And that's where I got that from, where I would just try something. And if it didn't work out, it was not going to be the end of the world. You know, I, I you know, my parents, I want to bring my parents into this because they worked all their lives. My mother, right. way back in the 50s, uh, my mother worked with my father. They had an office in town. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool then. Women had to give up work when they Yes, were. yes. But my mother went back to work a year after being married and we had a, a lady lived in and looked after us. But um, they they were marvellous business people. So I was watching this all the time from a very young age, answering the phone. I had to have my phone voice. Hello, can I help you? So I think, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for that because all my family have been very successful in business. And, uh, you know, the only thing is, I think it was a very busy, it was like a train station, really. Our house was very business-like. Mm-hmm the business back to the home they moved out of the town office so I was just surrounded by business and that's just why I like working and I feel I'm going to be like my mother who worked would you believe uh, James till she was 84 she worked my brothers um, in their business a PR photography agency in fact she was there setting it up initially with my father but uh, yeah so but uh, great role models and it reminds me of something I think it was on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday I listened to recently where either she was saying it or one of her guests were saying that it's it's very difficult to become or to model something that we haven't already seen you know so if it, you've if you've seen and witnessed your your yeah. parents as business people. Yes. Um, you were immersed in it. You know, we, we had the parenting too, but yeah. it's that, you know, we always taught my, like my father was my mentor business wise. So, you know, the night before he actually passed away, uh, I was chatting to him about another business idea. Mm-hmm. I never knew he wouldn't be there the next day. But anyway, he was saying, yeah, that's a great idea and you could do this and you could do that. So they were my last um, uh, memories. Oh. You know, so, uh, yeah, it it was great. I mean, that's where I got all this from, That you know, like, you know, this business I have now, I'm hoping it'll go from strength to strength. Nothing is, um, you know, what would you call, I mean, I'm not going to, if it doesn't uh, go well, well, I mean, I'm always have my, you know, portfolio career. And I know. I know as well as we move towards close today, Susan, and, and, and those questions I ask all my guests uh, who were on the podcast, you had mentioned there the, you know, some, some tips for people looking to start their own businesses or, or to put some energy into a passion project of theirs um, and to pull out the learning from, from what you were saying. I think it's, it's surround yourself with people who will be supportive, you know, yeah. to, be, to be maybe mindful of, of who you're sharing your, your dreams and goals and ambitions with. Yeah. Um, I think something else that you said as well, and maybe we, we didn't get it into one word, but the word that keeps popping off for me is resilience. You know, just keep going. <laughs> well, uh, Miss Resilience. Uh, yeah. 
actually, uh, I am quite resilient. And, uh, you know, I might get upset about something at the time, but then I, I, I've worked on that, though. That doesn't come easy. No. I actually spent a number of years in boarding school. So you become very independent and resilient when you're away like that. You know, four years. I mean, you'd come home at Easter and, and Halloween and all that. But being in school like that, it does make you very resilient. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then the other the other bit based on what you were saying as well that I would pick out is the is the is the is the learning lens as it were you know what what am i learning here what can i adjust what's working what's not working and knowing that things don't stay static nothing stays either. nothing stays the same and we we rock and roll forward speaking of that then anything mm-hmm. in, in regards to you know what's next for you so there is obviously the the ruby sue collection and uh, the product range and and all of that um, anything else in the pipeline, Susan? Well, I mean, I'm, I am working on the Ruby Sue collection and mm-hmm. I mean, I release the products. But I mean, about four years ago, I started writing a novel, uh, women's fiction. Mm-hmm. And I made a mistake of letting someone read the 10,000 words. I, right. I, I lost a little confidence because of it, because they were too connected with me. Yeah. I let a stranger read it, probably. Mm-hmm. And Left it and I said, Oh, look, you know, I revisited maybe, you know. But actually, as time is coming on now, I found the, the folder and I'm actually going to revisit that, whether mm-hmm. it's this year or early into next year. But I want to finish it. So, yeah, well, put it this way 10,000 words is no mean achievement. Um, <laughs> the back of it is broken. <laughs> as, as someone who has written a few books themselves on that one i'm i'm always cautious about who gets to read well, before how would i say it i'm before i'm happy with it if you know what i mean yeah maybe i'll get you nine ten thousand words jane <laughs> the, um, yeah. um, the, but but i often think for, for for those of us who write um it's similar with the entrepreneurial spirit it's like there's there's something there i want to do or create or bring into the world um, mm. that will only come into the world through us it's you know so if you think about that even with the with the with the book and what you've written you know the idea for that has come to you it hasn't yeah. come to someone else so therefore it's you know, it's my role maybe to sit with that or investigate that or to yeah, no, really I get life into it. Yeah, a bit of humor in it too because I'm actually quite a humorous person. I like humor, so um, yeah. So we we'll look at that again. That that's my plan on that anyway. <laughs> the one thing, the one thing I I will know for sure, Susan, is that you won't be sitting still anyway. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move into the into the the quick fire round at the at the end that I ask all my guests, and um, we'll jump straight into those. So, Susan, yeah. what's your most cherished possession? Am I allowed to have two? <laughs> of, course, of course. When I was asked what's my most cherished possession, I I broke the rule and I had two. So you're more than welcome to go for two. Well, the main one is my actual photographs, not what's in my phone. My photographs. Mm. I was a photographer, right. so have some amazing f- photographs so mm-hmm. oh my I love the photographs I have boxes and boxes of them and the other is my Mickey Mouse toy from when I was three years old I still oh, have oh gas gas yeah. and um that's funny because I you know different things obviously it's the, it's the meaning that we attach to them that makes them precious so that's yeah. um, that's lovely yeah. 
What, uh, what inspires you, Susan? That's a, that's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, uh, you know, about so many things before before we, we, we sat down and chatted. And my inspiration, like people inspire me that are yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. Time, I'm, a re- I'm full of empathy as well. And you can't be happy all the time. No. So people aren't feeling good and that. I love to inspire them to, look, come on, you know, try mm. and make feel a bit more positive i don't know if that's the correct answer but that's that's what i would look on as inspiration as i said i love being around positive inspiring people yeah um you know people it's not i mean a lot of my life has been about business i suppose but i do love and get inspired by people who who set up businesses that from nothing or that type of thing yeah it tends to be people who've who've overcome challenges or show resilience or who get on with it. I hear you. Yeah. 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 And I would suspect as well, travel inspires you. That actually is what I, I, I meant to say. And, and you've reminded me and the travel industry is just, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't ever see myself leaving it. And the travel, it's such a mag, I mean, it's a fun loving trade. Mm. And there's a very much part of the business so you know i love the people in it and their vibrant personalities and you know i i love it i'm a great net i love networking i love i love meeting people and i'm quite sure a source of inspiration yourself to others which is something that we can tend to i hope so. recognize yeah yeah what's something that maybe at the time we labeled a setback or a failure that what with hindsight susan could be viewed as a blessing well, I mean, I, I did say earlier in the in the, the, the podcast there about being uh, wanting so much to be part of this uh, airline yeah. side of, and then when I actually got got it, I didn't want it. <laughs> because- <laughs> yeah, because the path went somewhere else. Yeah. yeah, and 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 we had changed, or you had changed. Yeah. No. and a number of things I might have applied for that I didn't get, but I all never got. I used to say, well. There's something else to me. I'm obviously being redirected to something else. Yes, yes, that's the healthiest way of looking at it. It's the old proverbial when the door shuts, the window opens, or what's that other one? You know, what's far you won't pass you. And, yeah. and, and I know a lot of those are like cliches, but as I always say, cliches are around for a reason. It's because they're based on truth. Hammer <laughs> um, and hammer it shut. That's what I've heard. <laughs> that's a new one on me um, uh, tell me what's something that you're currently reading or learning or or something that's that's caught your interest bought a number of books during lockdown with the intention of reading them but actually i just had no concentration for it right i'm about to start a book called kintsugi if that's the way you pronounce it. It's actually a Japanese. Um, oh, I'm looking over here at my bookshelves as you're speaking, so I think I awesome. know that. Tomas Navarro. So it's about yes. embrace imperfections. So just like, you know, it, it, it's about, it, it means if pottery is broken, that it's repaired with gold lacquer and, acre and yes. you can see the cracks. So it's basically like humans are, are fragile and you can rebuild your, your life with all the, it's the what we can see as imperfections are maybe maybe the strands of gold. I've only read the 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 um, forward, you know, so I'm looking forward to the introduction. I think that'll be yeah, that'll be a fascinating yeah. read. Um, last question for 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 today, Susan. You know, if you had a motto or a favorite quote or words that inspire yep. you, what might they be? Everyone that knows me, it was always nothing is impossible, but mm-hmm. it's actually do more of what makes you happy. Oh, okay. 
do more yeah. of what makes you happy. Do you know what's bizarre? I think that is written on the front of a journal that I have somewhere. Well, I I'm have looking- on the wall and every morning I wake up, I sit on the sun, I look across and I go, yep. And actually at night, the light shines in on it because I don't pull my curtains. I can't mm-hmm. stand closed. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And the light shines in it from the street and, it, and I go, yep. So I'm seeing it at night and in the morning. There you go. Do more of what makes you happy. And what a lovely note to finish on today, yeah. Susan. That's just perfect. Um, oh. Before before we wrap up, uh, let's just remind listeners of where they can find out more about you and in particular the Ruby Sue collection. So the website, just to make sure I'm right with it, it's rubysue.ie, Susan. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. is. I just dropped my, my uh, sorry. Um, yeah, so what I'm doing today, actually, uh, or for the next, until until the next few months, uh, a discount code. Uh, but people can go online and see everything. It's all on rubysue.ie. Great. And uh, the Instagram is rubysue collection and the Facebook is rubysue collection, as is LinkedIn. So the website is very simple, rubysue.ie. Perfect. Perfect. So thank you, Susan, for yes, and thank you. Um, telling us about your story and, um, uh, you know, setting up your, your businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that you have. Um, I know we're someone who did sort of connect on Instagram and, um, and I have great admiration for for what you do and of course the the the, the product the ruby suit collection as oh, well. thank you james makes, thank um, you so much make yeah. some wonderful wonderful gifts for, for people yeah. in the run up to christmas corporate or personal oh, and, yeah. um, um, and and my thanks to you for taking the time out of your busy day as well to, to chat yeah. with me. really enjoyed it james we could have talked forever thank we you so could. much we might have to do a follow-up um, yeah. <laughs> down the road. Yeah, to um, launch the book. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Thanks a million, Susan. Thank you. Thank you. So my thanks to Susan Maxwell for, for joining me this week and for telling us about her journey and career and her, her experiences in the travel industry and especially about the um, uh, her, her, her business, the Ruby Sue Collection, which, as I say, you can check out on rubysue.ie. So I'm James Sweetman. Thanks as ever for tuning in. And until next week. Thank you for listening this week. If you enjoyed this episode and have a moment, please rate, review and subscribe if you haven't already. And maybe you'd like to share it with a friend too. For more information about me, James Sweetman, my coaching services, workshops, books and for more podcast episodes, be sure to visit jamesweetman.com.